Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim, the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today we're going to talk about the backpacker murderers. Serial killer... Ivan Robert Marco Malat. This guy has four names. Oh, my God. Well, you know he was born to kill. Yeah, he's a badass. Uh, he killed seven people, at least seven people, uh, back in the 90s down there in Australia, down, down, there, in, uh, down there by Marvin and Allie and all of our Australian listeners. We're going to talk about his dastardly deeds, but before we do, <coughs> let me introduce our panel. I am pleased to welcome, uh, as always, the very lovely and talented, the queen of mean, the mistress of the macabre, pill poppin', peanuts lovin', and brandy. How are you today, brandy? Good, Timmy. How are you? I am well. Are you excited about this podcast? I am so excited because I got a funny story, Chuck. So I know, right? Is it a short one? It is a very short one. Okay. So Timmy and I were because you know I hate when she rambles on. Yeah. <laughs> She has a tendency I to ramble do on. <laughs> Anywho, so Timmy and I were in his office, of course, before you got to work, and we were talking about yep, noon, basically, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, it was like one, two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. But we were talking, and and I said, "Oh, this really." There was this guy that you know they had this movie Wolf Creek, and it was based on him. And he said, "Oh, I think that I'm researching that guy." And as it turns out, it's the same guy because we are right. There, yeah, together. We, yes, we are. So, you're not there at all. You're I'm not. not here at all. You're. I mean, you're not you there know, with nobody us. Nobody really asked my input for uh, you, what we're going to do. We just. I just. You know, we just make. They it just happen. tell me to show you up. You know, Chuck. Some people are doers. Yeah. Well, I guess you guys are the movers and the shakers. We are. We are. But uh, this is an interesting. It is an interesting story and good one coming since it's since Halloween is coming up. It's just a creepy story. So. We're going to talk about Ivan a lot, but before we do, let me introduce the third member of our panel, a man that really needs no introduction. He's perhaps the most dangerous man in podcasting today, uh, a man of God, a man who has a strong moral compass, the Reverend Colonel Charles what? Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I could not be better, Timmy. I could not be better. Well, I don't know about that. No, it's a Friday. It is a Friday. Uh, it's uh, Saturday had, Eve. Well, you know, and here's what surprises me, Timmy. Mm-hmm. We are on day what of your liquid diet? 
four. We are on day four, and I do not have a puncture wound anywhere in my body. She hasn't uh, assaulted anyone. She's insulted. Actually, she has assaulted someone, but we. Oh. I didn't see. I didn't witness it. Okay. If the police ask, I didn't witness okay. it. But, but we're still alive, and we haven't been. Um, we haven't been ass- physically assaulted. Yeah. How is that? Your how is that going? Your liquid it, it diet. It sucks ass. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, your mood's been incredibly upbeat, though, for what I was expecting. Yeah. So that makes me wonder: Are you eating cheeseburgers? Nope. It makes me wonder if you're taking Percocet. Nope. Okay. Yeah, Brandy, we're can. I'm you're concerned gonna, about. We're going to come up and visit you in the hospital. You are know? you? We, yes, after we you are. have your procedure, and yeah. quotes. Not. We're not calling it an operation. We're calling it a procedure. After you have your procedure. They're going to give you painkillers, and we're concerned about that. So I would like to of dispose of get none. I would like to dispose dispose of them. Um, <laughs> I'm hearing voices. I would like to, to dispose of them. <laughs> it's not unusual, but yeah. But usually nobody else hears the voice. <laughs> exactly. So scary. Um, so I, you will not get my Percocet. That is just so mean of you. Let me ask you this, Devil. When you picture yourself on that on that surgery table, uh-huh. do you picture you, because I keep picturing you like this, okay? Like what? Like they're gonna go in and they're gonna have a set of tweezers, and if they hit the wrong thing, your nose is gonna glow. Oh, kind of like oh, the operation like the game. game. The operation uh, game. Yeah, if they hit the sides. Where you had to take out the funny bone, and uh, you know. I don't think it's like that. I hated that game. I hated that game. I hated. Yeah, that it was kind of stupid game. I don't. I, I don't think it's you know like, who, you know who made money that guy made that the what was the game Clarplunk where you pull out the yeah the, pull out the things yeah. with the marbles yeah that guy made a lot of money for that well I think a lot of people made a lot of money on games but about like, you know you Milton Bradley Milton Bradley. Bradley he's a motherfucker Milton, Milton or Bradley. Dan Bradley yeah you know that life game where you had to put the little people in the car yeah and you had to pick a you know why why'd you get to have to pick a pink and a blue well what if you didn't identify as pink or blue well exactly what if you was blue but identified as pink markers and then you know if it it, and it, it taught the wrong message because it showed if you didn't go to college you was screwed yeah you know, I mean, there was no way you're, to win the game. You're living proof of that, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I am that cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say anything. But you couldn't go back and go to college. Yeah, I mean, it's you're, not you're, like once you, you went over that little bridge game and then it was yeah, over. Go to college, yeah, and you're, you're like, no, yeah, you're going to end up with a carload of kids. Clean it, little rat bastard. <laughs> and, and, yeah. yeah, a carload of little lannies. Yeah, and you didn't have to, and you didn't have to pay for college, Timmy. In life, you yeah. just had to take a longer route, right? And if you if you became a doctor, you won the game. I mean, it was just it, it was not well, like it, real life at all. Yeah, it, it taught us all an important lesson, I guess. Have you picked up more steps since we've been sitting here, Timmy? No. He has, because you no, know I'm at fourteen thousand seven hundred and something. Christ in a twenty-six. Okay, so let's um, let's uh, let's let's get into the story, shall we? Um, I would, first, I'd like to give a shout-out to those who support us on Patreon. We are extremely grateful for, for your support. to rock. We're extremely grateful for those who support us on Patreon, and we want to give them a shout-out. Uh, and that would be Alicia and Chip, Bridget, Jahara, Andrew Happ, Cindy Lou, Amber uh, Scoville, Brandy McBride, uh, of course, our good friend Charlie from the Insight Podcast, 
Jennifer Siemens, and Angelo. Thank you all very much for supporting us. You know, I think when we say Jennifer, we just got to lump Jennifer and Linda together. They're kind yes, of a pair. they are. Thank you both, Linda and Jennifer. If you would like um, to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash historydweeps. And um, you can um, give a little or a lot. And Colonel, what will we be happy? If they- we'll be happy with just a wee bit, Timmy. A wee bit. Just a wee bit, Timmy. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the backpacker murders um, and serial killer Ivan Malat. Um, these, this was a series of murders that occurred in Australia back in the 90s. Um, this guy was a pretty uh, sick dude. Ivan Robert Marco Malat was born in Australia on December 27, 1944. So what would that mean, Colonel? 19, December 27? Yes. Oh, his mom was miserable when she during Christmas. Yeah, she was pregnant during the holidays, that's for sure. He was, But she should have been used to it because uh, Ivan was one of 14 children. Holy God, you imagine the, the labias on that she's one. She's the iron vagina. <laughs> iron bet, vagina. She got labias hanging down to her knees there. Well, I don't know. You know, they probably just kind of flew out there. At the end. <laughs> well, they walked out. You know, they had, they had a little, the doctor had to catch his mitt and yeah. ca- face mask on. and Yeah, probably put a little, like, uh, uh, smelling salt, and she just sneezed, and that was it. But anyway, um, they lived uh, outside of Sydney. They lived in a rural area, and, uh, you know, they were kind of, they kind of kept to themselves, the whole family. They were loners. Yeah, well, they, you know, they had a big deal there. They were practically their own state. Um, so the information we got from most of them is the information I was able to find was most of it was kind of dependent on the family. So who knows whether or not this is all accurate or not. But I seen a brother, his brother in a long interview, and his brother seems like he's like this uh, Ken Bone guy, just likes being on TV and. You know, he wants to... Uh, Leave Ken Bone alone. Uh, you know, dude, he said that he... <laughs> there's something online where he, Ken Bone was talking about he got a vasectomy so he could do his wife bareback. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a picture of that, man. Just like, yeah. He's not married. Uh, he's... No. I, I, he, it, I don't know. I don't know. He said, I, are you sure he's not married? No, I'm not sure. Right. Anyway, uh, so... Anyway, his brother does a lot of these interviews. So his brother, it ended up that um, Ivan Malat had an affair with his brother. So Hold on. Uh, some of this... You, had an affair with his brother? <laughs> I'm sorry. Had an affair with his brother's wife. Okay. That's a, God, that's yeah. a little less skeevy. Really? <laughs> it was still pretty skeevy, though. Um, but anyway, uh, so what I'm saying is I don't know if that has, you know, has affected his uh, judgment yeah or what he says about Ivan but he seems to he seems not to be not fond of Ivan yeah he seems to be quoted all over the place so he, he he's apparently willing to talk about his brother you know he he likes the attention I think but you know that's my opinion so he banged his brother's wife yeah well, I'll get to that he'll get to it He's allowed to bring are it up. Are we talking about Bona or are we talking about the killer here? No, no. Ivan Malat, not, oh, okay. not Ken Boner. 
I don't know. Ken I Boner. just had read online that Ken Boner had a vasectomy and had stated he had a vasectomy so he could bear back his wife. We all have vasectomies so we could bear back our wives. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the only reason to have a vasectomy. Then I got this image of him barebacking. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, why do you think that? I have... You think he wears the red sweater when he's barebacking his wife? <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's on Boneback Mountain. <laughs> all right. So any- Boneback Mountain... <laughs> I'm telling you, some corn place wanted to do the bone zone. Uh, he's selling T-shirts. He's got merch. He saw no. There was a place that did like a sexy Halloween Ken Bone Halloween costume. Ninety nine dollars sold out. Yeah, I, I'm what saying he, he better cash in on it because in about three weeks, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people hopefully gonna forget him. Yeah. Although you know what, he reminds me. What's you'll you'll remember this, Timmy? Because I'm gone blank, and I swear I would never forget the guy's last name. It was Bart um, Simpson. No, he's the one that interfered with the foul ball with the Cubs. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. The, yeah, he had to won. go into hiding yeah. and everything else. He'll be. I'm, I'm sure he's rooting for the Cubs to win this World Series. <laughs> yeah, I hope those bastards go down in flames. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, I kind of. I'm kind of hoping the Cubs win just because I. Oh, not me. Uh, not me. Just because of Bill Murray. I like Bill Murray. Well, Tanner lives. You know, my son lives right in Wrigleyville. Yeah, he lives in, uh, in Northside. No, I mean it's Wrigleyville. Yeah, Chicago's got their neighborhoods, and it's called yeah the North Side in Wrigleyville, and yeah. he's right next to the stadium. So anyway, um, Boris gives a lot of interviews, so that's where a lot of this information. His name comes. is Boris. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> oh. Ivan's brother. Boris and Squirrel. <laughs> Ivan and Boris. Uh, I, according to Boris, Ivan uh, exhibited uh, psychiatric uh, problems early on. Uh, Although other family members dispute this, so I don't know if this is Boris's, you know, that's his version of it. Yeah, uh, but anyway, Malat has been described as a good-looking, muscular boy uh, who had a fascination with uh, hunting and guns, and uh, was very, very self-conscious about his appearance. So he was always neat, um, very well-groomed. Uh, and the the whole thing about him. Through, runs through this whole story is that he really liked being in control of things. So his parents uh, were Who's very... Who's that remind you of, Devil? Right. His parents were very hardworking and strict. Uh, they had 14 children to manage, after all. Yeah, they were working pretty damn hard. Uh, they they would find a new hobby. They worked hard and they played hard. <laughs> they, Clearly. They were, very, they were disciplinarians. They industrious. Um... Uh, but they also had a reputation, he had, him and his brothers, of uh, being in trouble with the law as they were growing up. And they were kind of the bad seeds of that neighborhood or area where they lived. Well, as much seed as got spread around, I think there's yeah. going to be some bad seed. The family endured yeah. numerous police visits to their farm as the children grew older. Ivan was a bully in school. And he often bullied weak, uh, his weaker siblings. Ivan had a strong desire to always be in control of himself and of others, those around him. Hmm. Unlike most of his friends and family, Ivan did not smoke, drink alcohol, or do drugs. So he didn't have issues with substances. That's Again, it goes back to control. Control, always being mm-hmm. in control. 
As I said, he maintained a neat and polished appearance at all times. Uh, I mentioned his father was very strict. Um, with 14 children to manage, it was difficult to keep them all in line. Uh, I have repeated myself, I think. I believe you have. Uh, his father taught the children to use guns at an early age. His father built a um, target range in, on their property. Uh, nice. So Ivan could practice shooting all day long. By the age of eight, when he got his first shotgun, <clears throat> Ivan was average shooting up to 20 birds a day. He also went hunting and shot small game. Ivan did well in school, but was always in fights. He was always seemed to love bullying younger, weaker children. Bullying? Yeah, and really, if you're going to bully... That's who you bully. Yeah, you don't bully stronger... Don't bully the big kids. Yeah. Don't whip your ass. Yeah. So that's a smart move on his part. Mm -hmm. Good job, Ivan. From the age of 17, uh, Ivan was constantly in trouble... I read where he took a part-time job, and his boss kind of liked him, to, you know, whatever. And he was saving up money to buy a car, and his boss, <laughs> his boss decided to be a good guy, and uh, co-signed a loan so he could get a car. Oh, that was his bad. Yeah, uh, he never saw Ivan again. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped coming to work, and then I guess they've had they had some confrontations and fights and shit. So, uh, and the, the other Malat children would go to this guy's, and if you, I don't know if you did this when you were younger, but rock someone ha- someone's house, you know, you get you throw rocks and pound their house with rocks. Well, that's what the Malat kids apparently done to this. God, they're all little rap fuckers. Yeah, I'm telling you, the whole family was seemed to be in trouble one time or another with the law. Uh, by the age of 17, he was constantly in trouble with the police and the courts. And charges uh, ranged from breaking into homes, car theft, and armed robbery. When he was 20, his younger sister... Yeah, this is kind of fucked up. When Ivan was 20, his younger sister, Margaret, who was 16, died in a terrible car accident near the family home. Ivan was the first family member to the scene. He held his sister. She was covered in blood. and He had to hold her for 25 minutes until the ambulance arrived. Apparently, they called the ambulance once, and they never sent anyone out. And so they called again, and finally they got someone out there. She went in the hospital, and she died a few days later. So that kind of uh, impacted Ivan a lot. He never spoke about his sister again after this incident, and people who knew Ivan knew not to raise the subject to him, unlike the colonel who will always talk about dead people. It seemed to be a turning point in young Ivan's life. After that, he kept mostly to himself. He worked a number of jobs in construction, but he developed uh, very few relationships outside his immediate family. So what happens next, Brandy? Another major event in Ivan's life is when he had an affair with his brother Boris's wife. Yeah, that would be a major event, wouldn't you say there, Colonel? It'd be pretty uh, uh it'd be pretty disconcerting. You know, why would you bang your your brother's wife when you, there's when a she lot was of hot. well, I mean, but there's a lot of women out there, especially in Australia. Hell, they they have, you know, they have hot women down there. Why would you be bang, you know, you could bang anyone else? Well, I mean, she was hot and available. Okay. <clears throat> Brandy. 
Tell us more. Well, so, yeah, this family's severely dysfunctional because upon learning of the affair, Ivan's father encouraged Boris to kill Ivan. (laughs) Well, you know. You ain't got a hair wide if you don't go over there and <laughs> slit his sack and run his leg through. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I mean, you know, he was probably torn. He probably was torn between trying. Doesn't to sound torn. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. That's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I I feel like he's picked a side. You yeah. think? I think he's picked a side. All right. So, um, a violent fight ensued, uh, with each brother receiving stitches. The women eventually decided. The woman eventually decided to keep her family together and stay with Boris. And Ivan never so, really got over it. Boris was the winner. Oh, Boris was winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah. Mm. God bless Boris. But Ivan never got over it. In 1971, when he was 27, Ivan was put on trial for the alleged rape of two female hitchhikers, who testified that he had been armed with a knife during the attacks. He promised not to kill them if they agreed to have sex with him. That sounds fair. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a typical rapist line to me. Yeah, <laughs> try. Yeah. it's a pretty tried Wait and true. <laughs> yeah, I got a knife. I won't kill you if you have sex with me. See, me, I go through. I want to be grabbed him by the pussy. <laughs> If you're married, that works. You got to jump through all kinds of hoops. It's like I have my check direct deposited. Yeah, yeah. I'll do take the you dishes. out to dinner on Friday. I'll do the dish. Yeah, I can vacuum if you have sex with me. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, if you pull out the knife, you don't have all that discussion back. Exactly. It's a take it or leave it proposition. Yeah. It's like that meme you posted. Why why haggle on price with the prostitute right. when you know you're going to kill him? Right. Okay. <laughs> So the girls were able to distract Ivan long enough to escape. Did you did you make, take more steps? No. I'm yeah, sure. okay. I swear to God, are you looking for a vein? What I are you doing <laughs> over there? Looking at my t- the time. What the? Okay, hold on. Yeah. You're about to rape. You got two women. You're about to. And I and rape's not funny in rape any circumstance. Rape is not funny. We do not support but rape. What the fuck could distract you? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, look <laughs> over there. I mean, I'm just thinking. You got distracted by a shiny in the middle of a business okay, meeting. Yeah, but that wasn't two naked people, women. But no, I'm just he saying, what the hell could of a distract he's, you? He's wondering what's maybe. It, I it, mean, you maybe went, it was a dingo. You <laughs> so far is to get but a knife, track these girls. Maybe it down. was a kangaroo. Maybe a kangaroo wanted to whoop his ass. I just don't. A think wombat. It doesn't it's seem wombats. Wombats are scary as <laughs> fuck. It doesn't seem like he was that committed to this crime. Well, Walla Bear. I mean, there's all kinds of things down there. But wait a minute. Oh, they got those, those, the great white sharks? Crocodiles. Crocodiles. I've learned an important lesson from this because. (laughs) What did he learn? Well, I'm going to tell you. He was acquitted of the rape charges when the prosecution failed to make a convincing case. Uh, But his, his lesson that he took away was. Wasn't that not do it again or anything? It was never leave witnesses, oh, which is go. smart. Well, yeah. It is smart. I wonder if he had that tattooed on his arm or something. <laughs> yeah, which is smart. That's like people who take pictures of them doing dumb shit. What the fuck yeah. are you doing, dude? That's called evidence. <laughs> yeah. But you know, and what was his defense? It's never really gone. It's like I didn't even have my pants off and they ran away. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't it's know. Like, I got I got distracted. My I, I got a text. I don't know. Uh, right. <laughs> so I was um, checking Facebook, and next well, thing I know that it was gone. Playing Ivan. Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, playing Candy Crush. Ivan continues to make good. Bitches, me testify. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> Ivan made another, continues to make great choices. It's a minute after you checked your Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> we got Fitbits. And, of course, you know they're on your wrist. Or uh, Me and Timmy have the same ones on our wrist. But we don't and have the same one. I have. We have the same model. We have the same I have model. one and you have yeah. one. We don't have one big fit. Okay, yet. I didn't know that we needed to make that distinction, but yes, okay, we do, Mr. Uh, Semantics. Um, but anyway, as we're doing this show, Timmy has not gotten out of the chair, yet he will continue to tap his it's Fitbit. Sinking. To see how many, it's sinking. How many steps he's got. Jeez. Continue, Brandy. Okay, so there is one producer of this show, <laughs> and he is wearing a Fitbit. <laughs> I'm wearing a Fitbit. I'm wearing one that works. Mine works. Well, it hasn't yet, the, the same now steps that you had three hours ago. Wow. Okay. Because I've been sitting here, motherfucker. I don't expect it to magic. See, if I sit if down, you were, if, you if were, I sit down with three thousand steps, guy, this guy starts with three thousand steps and he ends with three thousand and twelve. Here's the problem: if you look, Timmy's like a duck. Look under the surface, and his little legs are just going to town. No, I'm saying this guy here, this guy, this guy. <laughs> This guy. He, he buys a Fitbit <laughs> because he wants to track his steps. He doesn't take more than 2,800 steps a day. <laughs> his steps is to his office, to the restroom, to your office to do the podcast, and to his car in parking lot. That's I, his steps. I get my 10,000 steps every day. A month. You get 10,000 a month. <laughs> I get 10,000. Because Renee keeps, my wife is in a competition with me. And, and I bet she's winning. Of course, yeah, because she know, walks Sherry, like a damn. Sherry's in competition with me, and I swear to God, I'm thinking I'm winning, and then and you're she's not. like, "No, she's like nine thousand steps." Oh, she live in New York, uh, Long Island, Long, yeah, yeah. Long Island, Long Island. All right, That's how so we say it there. Ivan continues to make great choices because he married a 17 year old pregnant girl named Mary. Oh, I, well, see, here, here, let me say this. Could you see my steps for yesterday? Yes. Is it over ten thousand? Almost yes. eleven thousand. Yes. Okay. Okay. Did you see mine yesterday? Yes. How many did that say? Oh, 19,728. <laughs> say that. How many active minutes? It says 14,000. No, that's something. today. Well, I didn't see, not, I didn't see yesterday. No, it's 18,000. How many active minutes is today? Oh, fuck. Dude, he's psychotic. I know. Okay, can we get he's on with crazy. this? He's crazy. Because I need to go to a chiropractor's appointment. <laughs> okay. Right. Well. So he married this 17-year-old pregnant girl named Mary. I don't know if that was his kid or not. No, it wasn't. Okay. She she was pregnant by with another man. The guy left when he found out she was pregnant, so Ivan married her. All right. Because Here's a question I have for you. Because he's to be a good guy. Here's a, well, he, he, Here's he a didn't question like the kid, I have. though. Do you purposely leave this stuff out of the script? So you can be smart. <laughs> yeah. No, because you guys bitched at the it script for too long. I mean, okay. she was married. She was pregnant by somebody that she was. She was like Mary. It was he, just I an said, immaculate conception. No, I said it. She, he met and married a seventeen-year-old pregnant girl. Their relationship was rocky at best, with many allegations of abuse. Yeah, to Colonel, talk a little bit, because you know. No, I, he's I've, been talking a little bit. It's I, my fucking turn to talk, <laughs> so we can get through this shit. I was married. I, I never had, you know, we never had children, and mm-hmm. I've never been with a pregnant woman. Um. What? 
See, with the twins, now Renee had to be on bed rest for 23 hours a day. Why is this a topic right now? Um, well, I'm just curious to his experience the fuck? with... Then fuck a fat girl. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> is what it? is wrong with you? Well, Jesus Christ. I, I find... Now, I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that myself. But I have to tell you, I find, I, I find pregnant women very, very erotic to me. Very they're really sexy. The, now the day, the problem with with pregnant well, women. Well, first is, of all, they're going to be younger. I'm going to try and drown myself. Yeah, they're going to be younger because the the although inners, Janet Jackson's pregnant at fifty, the innards hasn't all dried up. She's um, fifty years old, man. Yeah, but that was some kind the of. The kid's going to be in high school. She's going to be, you know, like in a. She'll still be hot at sixty. She'll be in a retirement. Center. But I'll tell you this: this is a curse of the pregnancy, Timmy. Mm-hmm. The boobs. Which, you know, Mrs. Colonel's already ample. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. They swell and they become so just succulent. inviting and succulent. succulent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just, oh. And they're so tender, you're not allowed to touch them? It's, yeah, it's that's the, the fucking, that's the paradox. It is a paradox. Yeah. It's the perfect boobs that you can't touch. Yeah, that's, that almost seems cruel. It is life. cruel. Yeah. It is cruel. Okay, Brandy, um, please continue. Oh, did we decide to get back to this now? Yeah, back to Ivan Milot, the okay. backpacker okay. murderer. It seems yes. to me that the liquid diet is getting too early. Yeah. You get I bet she would love it. It couldn't be you sons of bitches. You're getting a little snippy. I bet she would love a slice of Papa John <laughs> pizza right now. Man. Somebody going to get stabbed to me, and I'm closest. Now stop it. <laughs> Saying. She likes Pizza. I had pizza for lunch. Mary had I had, had enough. pizza in one month. Really? Mm-hmm. Mary had had enough, and she moved out. Because, I don't know if you all remember this, from you know when they interrupted and started going off about boobs. There was abuse. But there was abuse. Ivan was abusive to Mary. She left him, so now he's just brooding alone. He so did. she was not committed to this relationship. He also did not like the kid, because the kid wasn't his... Okay. Little bastard. Well, the driving force behind all of Ivan's actions was being in control, and it was times when he could no longer control events that he lashed out and looked for situations that he could control. Yeah, this kind of... Who does that sound this kind of this put him over the edge. Like he yeah. could, yeah. you know, he went over the edge at times. Did he? Did he I'm get, saying, he, did he get his bag and go home? <laughs> yeah, he had his his Boris's wife, of course, and then she, she left him. She stayed. Yeah, she stayed with Boris. I'm sure that was turned out to be a, a better choice. Oh, clearly. <laughs> and uh, God, I hope her name was Natasha. And then he had his own little pregnant. Wife. Yep. Mary left, and Mary Mary leaves. So now he has no one to control. There have been there has been much speculation about the true number of Malat's victims, given that he has always maintained his innocence. But the luckiest of them was certainly British backpacker that did British backpacker Paul Onions. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I know the guy. I can't help the guy's name. He just chopped down the scallops. No, I mean, I just want to make sure <laughs> he didn't. He I mean, picked. He chopped. He cleared out a whole garden I of scallops. Sure, like that's really his name. <laughs> it it just, is really his name. I saw the guy. No, and no I saw the guy interview. And the thing here that's not in the script is that Boris claims. Boris claims that Ivan was bisexual, although. Ivan uh, denies it. And is there any proof to that? Well, he killed both men and women, which is unusual for a serial killer. Was there any anal tearing? 
Uh, not that I, yeah, I saw in my research. Not that he okay. saw. But he picked up this guy. All right, he picks up Paul Okay, so he's Paul got Paul Onions. onions. <laughs> All right. Who was hitchhiking south from Sydney in search of work. Uh, Mr. Onions was picked up... God, <laughs> poor thing. Was picked up by Milan on January 25th, 1990. Uh, the year the Reds won the World Series last. There was? Yeah, yeah 1990. Mr. Was he traveling with Mr. Lettuce and Tomato? No. <laughs> Paul Onions had arrived in Australia, eager to see the country about which he'd heard so much about. Uh, I wonder if... I don't think it left a favorable impression. <laughs> well, he stayed at a modest backpacker hostel in Sydney's King's Cross, spending his time seeing the sights and generally having a good time partying with his friends. As his money dwindled, his thoughts turned to part-time work. His visa was good for six months, but his money looked like it was running out before that time expired. He asked about the city, but found casual work hard to come by. One of his friends suggested fruit picking. With if your name's onions, I don't think you should yeah. pick fruit. I think no. you should pick vegetables. I bet he makes. I bet he makes his mom cry all the time. <laughs> uh, you know what? I wonder if when they chopped him up, they started crying. Maybe he is not. He doesn't get chopped up. All right. So after making further inquiries about fruit picking, he learned that most of the work uh, was in the. Riverina, Riverina District, several hundred miles south. He decided to save the cost of fare by taking the train to Liverpool, southwest of Sydney, and thought he'd hitchhike from there. See, uh, one thing I've learned from doing these podcasts, don't hitchhike. Hitchhike is a bad yeah, plan. Yeah. On the 25th of January, 1990, he set out early for the station and was soon standing on the side of the Hume Highway in Liverpool waiting for a ride. The... The heat was searing as he stood trying to flag down a suitable it was a warm southbound, via, southbound vehicle. Don't make fun of my... He can tell you that the heat's right. searing, but he can't tell you that the woman had a baby. Well, and, yeah. and I bet Mr. Onions was searing as well. <laughs> I was sautéing. Yeah. I bet he stinks when he gets in the car. Oh, yeah. Warm onions are bad. <laughs> they are bad. The his, poor guy cannot help wait, his name. Hold on. His only possession in this world... Were a small pack containing a Sony Walkman, a camera, and a couple items of clothing. Motherfucker don't have no snacks. <laughs> he don't have no water. water. You know, yeah. if you're traveling and and you're starting to run low on cash, why would you? Why go? Why did you think your thoughts turn to finding a job? Why wouldn't your thoughts turn to going back home? Right. I think it was a good time partying. So he walked south. Desperate. Well, everyone loves to party with an onion. Well. <laughs> you haven't partied until you partied with an onion. Actually, garlic's better. Well, yeah, but they're so rare, you know. Uh, he walks south desperately trying to thumb a ride. You, garlics won't party very much, but when they do, oh, forget don't it. Don't crush it. Yeah. Don't crush it. Stopping at a small <laughs> shopping center, he bought a drink, there you go, and was seriously contemplating returning to the hostel. When a fit, well-muscled man approached him and asked in a distinctive Australian accent, You need a lift? Hello, mate. I wonder if he said mate. Hello, mate. I don't know. Paul I told bet he him, said mate. Paul told him of his destination. Well, it's not quoted here. And he accepted the offer of a ride gladly. How about I give you a ride and sodomize you real good, Dad, mate? Well, initially, uh, <laughs> Ivan was very friendly. Introduced himself as Bill. Oh, oh, and this uh, Malat had the has a porn stash too. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but onions found. Wait a minute. Here we go. <laughs> but onions found Malat's personal <laughs> questions about his plans unnerving, <laughs> and he became concerned for his safety when Malat began ranting and making racist and xenophobic remarks. When I'm going to need that beer when you're dead. <laughs> right. When Ivan pulled his car to the side of the road, Onions tried to get out, but he was planted in place. <laughs> he planted the onion right That's there. You must right. admit, I paint a picture on these. So when he pulled off the side of the road, he tried oh, to get out. He does have a nice point. Um, but Malat pulled out a revolver and See his told him. Stash? Oh, I saw his sweet. You got the Fu Manchu one, man. Uh, let's see. Put out a revolver and told him to put on his seatbelt. <laughs> Strap in, bitch. Yeah, it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Onions managed to bolt for safety, leaving his backpack, yeah, his socks and his Walkman. He left those, uh, which contained well, all of his Walkman. I mean, well, outside his passport, which is a bigger problem. Uh, despite, uh, despite Ivan's threat that he would shoot him, he managed to flag down a passing car, which took him to the nearest police station so he could report the incident. Let me tell you how this all occurred, just so you have a picture. I, I was reading it. <laughs> well, let me tell you, though, because it's it not right in here. here. This, this <laughs> onion guy. It's this, not in there. This onion guy. <laughs> he had been in the military. So when he ran, Colonel, you appreciate this. Zigzag. He's zigzag. Zigzag. Yeah. Yeah, Serpentine. So, yeah. Now, I learned that from watching cars. Now... <laughs> Now, I, in some places I read that Ivan actually fired a couple shots off at him, but in other places I read he just kind of laughed and just let him go. So take your pick. Wait, pick your poison. You, I mean, do you really want to mess with a guy named Onions? Because your eyes aren't going <laughs> to Well, walk. if you're Ivan, if your name is Ivan you and you've got four names, you can't really, you know. You can't be picky. <laughs> you can't cast stones, that's what I'm saying. All right. So Onions returned to Sydney to replace to replaced the missing passport, and eventually returned to the U.K., not yet aware of his narrow escape. Well, I Wait a minute, he, can you, I bet can, he was. Can you, can you imagine going to the consulate office and getting a new passport, and they say, name please? Yeah. Onion. They're going to believe that, because <laughs> well, nobody onion. would come up with that shit. All right. The first of Ivan's less fortunate victims to be discovered were British backpackers Caroline Clark and Joanne Walters. Yeah, these are... These very attractive young ladies. And they're, uh, so I if saw, they were ugly, it would have been less tragic? Or no, I don't it know was tragic. Going. I'm just saying. Okay, because I'm going to read it. Yeah, I, I saw their parents interviewed. And, uh-huh. they, and they were, uh, the one lady, Walters, she was the only daughter of this couple. They never had any other children. Tragic. Uh, let's see. So they were found in an area off, uh, um, an area of the, Belangelo State Forest. Yeah, that's where all the bodies were found. Known as Executioner's Drop by Orient Hikers. Yeah. Who were out there on their weekly run. Yeah. Ori- orienteering enthusiast? What the fuck is that? You couldn't just goddamn say hikers? <laughs> Fucking orienteering enthusiast? What the fuck is that? What the fuck does that even mean? What the shit? You can't just put hikers. I'm pretty fuck sure. Fuck me right. Hold on, Bear. Devil, what? I'm pretty sure that orienting has something to do with birds. I bet they're fucking bird watchers. I, Orient- I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say or in theory. No, Orient- orientologist or something. Orient... Um, an old larynologist or whatever. What's it matter? Some people were out in the woods and they find the bodies. It matters because you 
throw this fucking phrase out and it's bullshit and try and make me say it. Ornithologist, I think, yes, is the word. Something, for- I don't know. Or may- that might be an ear, nose, and throat guy. <laughs> All right. So they were found well, in September. Ear, nose, and throat doctors are known to go out hiking to, on the weekends. Well, they've been known to, yes. So they were out on their weekly Ornithology run. is a branch of zoology that yeah, concerns the study of birds. Does That's it sound not like it. ornithology no, in there? No, it does not. Orienteering. Orienteering enthusiasts. So, like, when you go to an orientation... That's what I thought. They, they just like going. Like, they're they just hikers. They, they have just, badges on. Yeah, they just love going to orientations. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, job every week. Would you, do you want to know what it is? Uh, no, I don't know. I'm going to tell you, because our audience wants to know. It's a group of sports that requires navigational skills using maps and compass to navigate from point to point in diverse and unfamiliar terrain. So it's a bullshit people like to live off the land. So you just drop it's like some, you drop it's like naked and afraid. You drop some off the like somewhere naked and afraid and say get here. It's not right, yeah. easy. So these people were out there orientating <laughs> or disorientating <laughs> whichever and they find the bodies. That's On the September 19th, 1992. Uh, this location was not not far from the area where the attack on Paul Onions had occurred just 2 years earlier. Both girls had been missing since May of that year uh, when they teamed up to look for work south of Sydney. The girls' parents in the United Kingdom had been concerned because they'd not heard from the girls and had flyers, uh, or I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to read this. The girls' parents in the United Kingdom had not, had been concerned because they had not heard from the girls, had flyers distrusted across America or Australia. Okay, so what happened when- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What, had flyers distrusted across Australia? (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? Like distributed? Distributed. What happened was... Why didn't you write distributed? (laughs) It was a typo. One of the girls... One of the girls in England... I saw her parents in England... (laughs) And uh, she'd always wanted to go to Australia, so she goes, and she would always call to check in, especially on, like, holidays or birthdays. Well, one 
of somebody in their family had a birthday and she didn't call, so they become concerned. They couldn't find her, obviously, because they were across, and they're in England, and this was she was hiking, backpacking in Australia. So they distributed flyers in the backpackers' hotels across the country to locate her. Okay. You're welcome. Well, maybe you should put some of that shit in the script. <laughs> well, thank Jesus. Thank Jesus that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know what? We went through all that she, just for flyers. She out. is a wee bit just a bit more tense than I than I gave her credit Charlie for. Walter, I bet she liked hands. <laughs> No, you know I bet you like that. to have. I have this thing here that looks like a syringe that would fit nicely in your fucking jugular. So I suggest you shut your clap trap and let me fucking read this shit that you read. Stay some Oreo cookies. Good hurt. Could hurt you. Fuckers. All right, I'm just saying they're better than this. I'm thing. just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I had my choice. God, shut your face hole and let me get through this. I can't believe you went there. Oh, screwing up my I'm screwing up your I'm screwing up your script. Well, if you're reading, I'm screwing up your flyers distributed. Everyone, know, you would know that when you're looking at. If you read through that, you, you would say, "Wait, he because wouldn't." I don't read. know what an orienteering enthusiast you are. If you read it, you could have googled it like I just did. Why the fuck would I need to Google? Would shit you like for right? me to define it? What I'd like for you to shut your fucking hole. You know what this is like to me? It's like Lindsay Lohan trying to do Shakespeare. That's what yeah, it, is really, it, it really is. Is it? Is it? His side is the one you're going to take right now? That's fine, cocksuckers. That's fine. All right. So the girl's parents passed out flyers, but the bitches were dead. Oh, oh, oh. shit. You can't say anything bad about this. So Joanne was found first. Apologize. Shut up. <laughs> Joanne was found first, and she'd been stabbed repeatedly, including one wound to her spine that was belie- that it was believed might have paralyzed her. While yeah, the apparently continued, he did that a the lot. killer apparently, I might get to it. All right. Okay. While the c- killer continued his vicious attack, the zip it's of her actually a smart move. The Colonel. zip of her jeans had been undone. What do they call it? Head on a stick. Same what when you just, when you do that you sever the spine. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess it makes them paralyzed. And yes, then, and then they can't do anything. Yeah. It sucks. Uh, the zip of the zipper in her jeans had been undone, but the top button was still fastened, as if she'd been partly partly stripped and sexually assaulted, then buttoned up hastily after the attack. Her remains were too badly decomposed to actually establish whether a sexual attack had occurred. Um, her body was found in a sexually explicit position. Yeah, he, you know, like... He posed him. Yeah, like most serial killers will do a lot of serial killers. Caroline Clark's body was found the next day about 70... I'm going to go with yards instead of years, it's written. It's 70 yards. And and you know what I find... From where Joanne Walters had been found. I I find that weird. Ah! I find it weird. Stop! That they didn't see it right then? Yeah. Yeah. That's my dear departed mama name, Joanne Walters. Oh, this isn't her. No. No, she was a backpacker. I died. don't think she was. She died. Does this woman die of consumption? No. She died of stab wounds and have been shot in the head ten times. Ten times? 
She also that's uh, an angry motherfucker, right she there. She also had a similar spinal wound to Walter's. Four bullets that remained inside her skull were preserved for forensic analysis, and detectives were confident they'd be able to use these to track the weapon responsible. Just can I stop this for a moment? If you're going to use the names of my mama and my dead relatives and it's really, killed, yeah. could you put trigger warnings in there for me, Timmy? We're just uh, really doing that to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till your brother goes to prison here. Wait, here's the thing. Here's the thing. But I'm the mean one. But I'm being testy. Well, you are being testy. You can't help it. We understand you're, you're on a liquid diet. And you can't have nothing like, uh, oh, I don't know, like wafer bars or Snickers. Big bag of chips. Popcorn. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Anything like that. Pretzels. Pretzels, definitely. Yeah, yeah, pretzels. I'm gonna rip your head off and he shit down pretzels. your neck. He said pretzels. He said pretzels. I'm just thinking of stuff she usually has around. Yeah. You won't be needing that. You're ready to rip your head off and shit down your neck. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be supportive. <laughs> Clearly. You know, it's kind of like heaven. I'm on, I'm on a diet, too. I'm not, I'm not eating pizza. I'm not eating a cheeseburger. You don't get me to see me going around snapping at people. No. <laughs> you know, the only person you could actually do this with is your sister. Because <laughs> somebody else would kill you. God damn. <laughs> or somebody Oh, <laughs> shit down your neck. All right, so a primitive brick fireplace had been constructed near the bodies, and cigarette butts and a spent twenty-two caliber cartridge case were also recovered from the scene. So he made a little... Uh, he made himself a home. A little fire. The extensive search of the surrounding areas produced no more bodies at that time, and the possibility that a serial killer was on the loose although speculated by in the press, was denied by the police authorities. Despite the abundance of forensic evidence, police made little progress over the following weeks and sought the assistance of a forensic psychiat- psychiatrist, Dr. Rod Milton. He concluded that the killer was in his mid-30s, lived or worked in the area with a history of aggression, was familiar with the surrounding terrain, and motivated by the pleasure of being in control and inflicting pain. He believed the killer would be poor or working class and have a long criminal history. Police progress continued to be slow as all leads were painstakingly followed, including a thorough investigation of all suspicious disappearances over the past decade. The discovery of a second set of bodies in October of 1993 injected new life into a case that had been stale despite the best investigative efforts. The badly decomposed remains of those were those of Australian nationals James Gibson and Deborah Everest. Uh, they had gone missing in 1989. Well, shit. Yeah, so he had... Uh, despite the environmental damage wrought on the clothing, Gibson's zipper was intact. It was open, <coughs> but with the top button fastened, again, in a similar manner to Joanne Walter's. Post-mortem examination. Could you just say Mrs. Walters, please? Really? Won't that remind you of your mom more? Uh, Miss W. Yeah. Trigger warnings. Yeah, I know, Trigger honey. Warnings. I'm trying to be sensitive to your bullshit. Post-mortem examinations again revealed paralyzing spinal knife wounds 
inflicted in a similar manner to the earlier British victims. Crime scene similarities included a small fireplace built near the bodies, making the police more certain that they were dealing with the same ser- the same killer. And Superintendent Clive Small. Clive. Nice. You ain't getting no pussy if your name That's, is Clive Small. No. <laughs> I don't that know. That is not a panty dropper yeah. name. <laughs> I don't know. Clive's pretty high. But Small. Well... It could be Richard Small. That would be <laughs> he gets more ass than onions. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, he was. Uh, so Clive was placed in a in oh Jesus. He was put in charge of the investigation and set up a large task force. A massive manual search of the extended, Belon the force there, the state yeah, part, the, yeah, the state that part. area was initiated. Bellangano, Gonlo, yeah. Uh, it took almost a month before the next victim was found on November 1st. German national Simone Schmidl, Schmidl uh, had been missing since January of 1991 when she'd been planning to hitchhike south from Sydney in search of work. The trademark fireplace and discarded 22 shells were close by. There was no doubt she'd fallen victim to the same killer, showing the now familiar spinal injury. Three days later, the exhaustive search yielded the final two victims. German nationals Anja Habschied and her boyfriend Gabor Nugenbauer. Gabor? Yeah, Gabor. Who had been missing since just after Christmas in 1991. The boy's jeans had been unzipped with the button fastened, and he'd been strangled as well as shot numerous times. The recovered bullets were a perfect match to previous crime scenes. The girl's body was missing its skull completely, which appeared to have been severed by a machete or sword. Damn. Yeah, so... I know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> let's see if you can get a little further than I did. Well, let's see here. So now they have seven bodies. Seven bodies. Now, given the new bodies, Superintendent Small was forced to admit to the media... I, the, call, I call him Clive. ...that the police were looking for a serial killer, confirming what many already believed. A wide range of methods was employed by this killer, including beating, strangulation, shooting, stabbing, and decapitation. There you go. As well as the sexual assault of both male and female victims. So he didn't, it was about Made control. it difficult to narrow yeah. down the suspect list there, Timmy. Um, well, what do you do when you have a bisexual serial killer? I mean, that, that, that's three for a loop. <laughs> yeah, it's just not kosher, I don't believe, Timmy. Um, Make a stand. Make a stand. Yeah. You always say that. Yeah. Choose a side. Choose a side. I have said choose a side. I get confused easily. Um, The police considered that the Malat family, the police considered the Malat family as suspects early on, considering they was known outlaws and their obsession with weapons and whatnot. Now, investigators will be able to determine alibis for all the Malat men except for Ivan. Yeah, I mean the so as Brandy said the the uh, they, they get the psychologist, criminal psychologist come in and he says forensic psychologist and he says the guy uh, this is going to be a guy he's going to be gives him his you know younger guy he's going to have a criminal record he's going to know the area live in the area and this family is always in trouble so naturally they check them out but without any real evidence they could not obtain a search warrant. So they instead set up a hotline for potential witnesses to contact if they had any information on the voices of, of the, on the victims of their assailant. 
but the police were hampered by the sheer volume of calls from concerned citizens and from a large number of pervs who just wanted to talk to the ladies on the task force. That is not true. Okay, I just thought maybe he was leaving something out of the script and no. trying to fill it in that to me. No, but remember this time, Paul Onion was mm-hmm. already back in England. He was. Yeah. So anyway, they swamped it with information. None of the really early information was helpful. Now, the hotlines paid off, however, Timmy. In April of 1994, when Mr. Onion, the only one of Malat's victims to escape, contacted Australian authorities from his home in England with information about the 1990 attack. Yeah, he saw Which, it. He's, I mean, he's kind of... Would you call that an attack, really? Well, he saw it on... Uh, you know, uh, CNN or something, international news. And then, you know, because he, he wasn't aware of it. And then, um, you know, he knew that was the place where he was almost killed. So, yeah, I call it more of a threat than yeah, an attack. But anyway, but it got him a free trip over to Australia. Yeah, his, his account was uh, corroborated by an independent call from the woman who had rescued Mr. Onions. And it driven him to the police station, and police recognized quickly that if Onions could identify Ivan as the, as the attacker there, maybe they could tie him to the other murders. So Onions got on a plane and was sent to Australia, where he identified Ivan from a video lineup, giving police the excuse they needed to get a search warrant. Now, a simultaneous raid was carried out in the early hours of May 22nd, which revealed a huge amount of evidence against Ivan to the crimes, including personal effects of many of the victims, including clothing, sleeping bags, and other camping equipment. Now, a it, someone who was more, uh, who was smarter, would have got, got rid of that stuff. But then again, that you know that he wanted a trophy, right? That's yeah. how serial killers they always like their trophies. Yeah, why shouldn't they just take pictures or something and encrypt them and put them in a f- hidden file on their computer or something? That seems like the smarter thing to do. Yeah, to maybe it doesn't get them the same. Yeah, you thrill. can't rub a picture up against your wiener. They probably you think he's taking a camping bag. Oh, you can do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> you can pretty much rub anything. You don't want to rub a cheese grate against your wiener. but No, not a cheese grate. Yeah. No. Brandy, on the other hand, would love a cheese cone. <laughs> Same. I know you are. We're just looking out Fucking for you, double. Shit. <laughs> we're, now, su- we're supporting you. We are supporting you. <clears throat> are you allowed to drink soda? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Tim knows goddamn fool well she can't drink soda. No, I didn't know, actually. I didn't. You said liquid. He also knows that her favorite thing in the world is Coke. I'm sorry. (laughs) We should be, I wish we could be doing it live right now so you could see. No, no, I really did not know. Shut shut the fuck up now. All right. Now, along, they found parts of a dissembled weapons, including a 22 caliber rifle. Now, a long curved cavalry sword suitable for the beheading of Anja was found in a locked cupboard at the home of Ivan, Ivan's mother. Mm-hmm. Now, while searching the property, police recognized a football jersey being worn by one of Ivan's visitors as being the same jersey <coughs> Joanne Walters. Mm-hmm. 
Good God. Joanne Walters, my mama, was wearing in the missing persons fly that had been distributed throughout Australia. Yeah, that wasn't a smart move on his part. No. When the police asked the woman where she had obtained the jersey, she said it had been a gift from Ivan. Was he giving away used clothing? (laughs) Yeah. It's a dead person, Sal. Ivan was arrested and taken into custody for questioning, where he was evasive and uncooperative. Um, he was initially at- charged with the attack on Paul Bunyan. But you know what he was able to do? What's that? Eat a steak. Was he? Yeah. I haven't got to that part. That's the part that's slam on me since I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the part that you're missing. It's Tim over there being a dick. While he was in custody, they fed him a big cheeseburger from BW3s and some and some of those French fries oh, with cheese on top oh, yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they treat their prisoners good over yeah. in Australia. Yeah. I believe he had some uh, some uh, strawberry pie mm-hmm. with some ice cream on uh, top after that. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. a big, thick milkshake. Nice milkshake. He had a milkshake. Um, <clears throat> oh, my God, brother, you suck my dick. <laughs> but, but you have shake, so. You, yeah, what do you complain about? You can have shakes. She you can have shakes, shakes you yeah. want. Now, can you go to UDF and get a shake? Can you read the fucking story? It's just a question. No. You not get, right now. I cannot. No. But like, can I ask you a question? I was serious about that. About How many of those do you have a day? Five. Oh, five. Five so, a day? That ain't much. Those shakes ain't very big. They're not. Hmm. You can see why I might get testy and lose my shit. Stab somebody in the eye with my... I'm surprised you're having it. So I, anyway... Um, you're going to be fine. He was initially charged with the attack and then subsequently with the seven murders. Once ballistic evidence matched the weapon, his weapon to the attacks. He was remanded in custody to await trial. There, they brought him a big can of Pringles and said, call your lawyer. And two liter of Coke. Of Coke, yeah. He hired the same lawyer who had represented him during the 1971 rape trial and acquittal, John Marsden, but fired him when he advised Malat to plead guilty. <laughs> well, do I need to pay? actually pay someone <laughs> to tell me this? Fuck, I could plead guilty on my own. Now, the trial was set for 1999 or 1995, but the case was delayed by wrangles over legal aid... And finally went ahead in the full glare of international publicity in March 1996. He was charged with the seven murders as well as the attack on Paul Onions and pleaded not guilty to all of the charges. You know, really, when they got the seven him on seven murders, couldn't they just drop the charges for Paul Onions? I mean, no harm, no foul. Well, he was, well, you got to remember, Onions was over there getting free meals. No, that's true. You know what I mean? It was like they was giving him, you know, grilled cheese sandwiches sure. and, you know, whatnot. What? Cheese conies, cheese pizza. Cheese conies, pizza. They probably gave him fried chicken. French fries. French fries McDonald's. with cheese on the top. Yeah. I'm getting ready to walk out of this bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, now you're going to go home, too. Am I the only one that's committed to this thing? I'm committed. I'm sitting here. <laughs> And I'm gonna walk out of this motherfucker <laughs> and lock you fuckers in here for the weekend. Would you like to take my backpack with you? <laughs> like to cover your head with that backpack and squeeze. Well, Continue, Colonel. The defense called him a lot to the stand, but he he of course denied any involvement. <clears throat> but he performed poorly under cross examination. Well, he was eating at the time. 
bad impression on the jury. <laughs> While he was sitting there eating his french fries and drinking his chocolate, thick chocolate shake. <laughs> you know people finally are going to see him for the dick he is. I hope so. <laughs> I hope. Oh, this will be edited. <laughs> Cocksucker. The defense tries to imply that other members of the Mob family. Randy, I'm You're sorry. not fucking sorry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fucking sorry. You're AF. Shut the fuck up. You ever notice how the Flickster app has a popcorn photo on it? <laughs> Love going to the movies. Just eat the popcorn. Sour Patch Kids. Please continue. I can't continue. Easy, you have to continue. We gotta get out of here. Okay. The def- the defense tried to imply that other members of the Malat family committed the crimes and had Well been- yeah, I mean they're they're a whole family of criminals. They're well, miscreants. Anyway. They're miscreants, Timmy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they tried to that he was set up, but that was not a good thing to do. So following a 15-week trial, the jury returned after three days of consideration. You know what took them so long, Timmy. Well, they wanted to get their free lunch. Mm-hmm. Of lunch, lunch vouchers. Which they probably use for what? Strawberry <laughs> shortcake? Meatloaf? I don't know. <laughs> Meatloaf? Fish sticks? What the fuck? I say fish sticks just don't even bother her. No, those things are gross. <laughs> so. But you know what they didn't didn't use it for? A protein shake. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brandon. <laughs> Fuck off with your I'm sorry. So anyway. I'm checking my steps. <laughs> Ivan Malat was sentenced to six years imprisonment and to five protein shakes a day for the attack on Paul Onions and seven consecutive life sentences for each of the murders. <clears throat> when asked if he had any comment, Malat continued to pr- protest his innocence. He was first incarcerated in Maitland Prison, where he would stay nearly a year. In 1997, authorities foiled, a, they foiled, Timmy. They foiled? A well-planned jailbreak attempt masterminded by Malad. After mm. discovering the plot, inmates were separated. His accomplice, George Savas, was found hanged in his cell the next morning. Ivan was then transferred to the maximum security ring of the Goldberg Prison near Sydney. After a blade was discovered in his cell, he spent time in solitary confinement where all he got, Timmy, was bread and water. Yeah, that would suck. <coughs> mm-hmm. Still better than a protein shake. But, uh. You said that, not me. <laughs> Don't look at me. I, oh, I said one. I mean, one comment. Ivan Malad had always maintained his innocence and later staged self mutilation attacks. And here's where it gets ugly. What happened? He went on a hunger strike. Did he really? He did. In a bid to get his appeals heard. So. That's not what you're doing to us, is it, devil? You're not going on a hunger strike, are you? You 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 so doing some kind of political protest here? Right now, I'm trying to find my fucking zen. <laughs> so why don't you just finish reading your shit? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, serenity I, now, devil. Wait, 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 serenity when, have now. You, when have you known her to have a fucking zen? <laughs> yeah. 
If you had a Zen, it got lost long before you was ever here. You need you a might, Zen app. While you're on your phone, you might want to get on Amazon and see if you can buy a Zen. Or download Zen. Yeah, download a Zen, Zen app. Both of you fuckers better hope I can. <laughs> In July, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm on a diet too. I'm not. I'm not hardly. I'm on a diet too. I know. Seriously, I'm eating. I'm eating uh, 1,100 calories a day. Well, you're stupid. I know. That's not going. That's going to hurt. That's going to slow your metabolism I down. I know, but it'll make me. Uh, it'll be less calories I have in me. But it'll slow your metabolism. I'm, I'm walking 19,000 steps. He's going to drop dead on one of his walks. Why don't we just wait for that? You can tell him I told you so. Can you please stop, keep reading? Okay, I will keep reading. In July 2001, his initial appeal against his sentence was denied. Police maintained that he had been involved in many more murders than the seven for which he was convicted. He was prolific in his murdering, they said. How and come they always say that about serial killers? They always... We believe there's more. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that's true. I mean, they like do all, say that, but all, I think everyone we do. Yeah, they don't catch. They don't. They they probably don't. They probably. But in do. a pla- you know, a place like Australia, it yeah. ain't that big. You seven people come up missing. If there was eight, you'd notice. You know? Yeah, backpackers. These are you know people, young kids, or long yeah, from well, home. And maybe the dingoes ate those backpackers. Yeah, the dingoes will do that motherfucking dingo. <laughs> they will do it. You can't trust a fucking no. dingo. Oh, dingo make a meal out of your ass. Mm-hmm. So you ever anyway, had dingo meat. Dingo meat. Yeah. Um, it's a little tough. Yeah. It's a little gamey. Yeah. A little gamey. You put a little bacon on top of it though. It's not bad. It's like a flame. A dingo mignon uh-huh. is what I call it. Nice. I'm going to hit oh. your dingo mignon. You don't <laughs> fucking get going. That doesn't... I mean, that can't make you hungry. You're talking about dingo meat. I didn't say I was hungry. Now I'm saying I want to get the fuck out of here and go get my back adjusted. In the summer, oh, you got go, a chiropractor appointment, don't you? Yes. Okay, I got one more page. Right. In the summer of 2001, Malat was ordered to give evidence and an inquest into the disappearances of three other female backpackers, but no case has been brought against him due to lack of evidence. There were other inquiries launched, um, but again, no charges. In November, Malak gave a televised interview in which he denied that any of his family had been implicated in the seven murders. In 2005, his former lawyer, John Martin, who had been fired before the murder trial, made a deathbed statement in which he claimed that Ivan had been assisted by an unknown woman. Mm. And the killing of two of the British backpackers. See, fucking women, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sons of bitches. So anyway, his final appeal repeal was refu- appeal was refused, and he is likely to remain in prison the rest of his natural life. Um, his brother Boris came forward and said that Malat was responsible for another shooting, that of a taxi driver, Neville Knight, in 1962. So he must have been Boris 62. Boris must have got pissed off. In 62, he would only have been 18. Yeah. So, so Steve Van Appern, a former homicide detective who serves as a consultant with the LAPD, FBI, among others, was called in to conduct polygraph tests with Boris and Alan Dillon. The man convicted of paralyzing Knight with a gunshot wound to the back those many years ago. The test convinced Apparin that both men were telling the truth and that Ivan did in fact shoot Knight. So this some bitch is in prison for paralyzing the guy. But anyway, in 2012, Ivan's nephew Matthew Malat was convicted of murdering one of his close childhood friends with a medieval double-bladed axe in the Belango, Belanglo State Forest. He was sentenced to 43 years in prison. This is his nephew. 
He said, when confessing to the murder, he said, it's a family tradition. I'm just doing what my family does. Just doing what my family does. You know who would appreciate him killing that person with a medieval uh, axe? Jim Barron. Jim Barron. Jim Barron. Or Hank Williams Jr. True, true. Because he said, if I get stoned and kill all kinds of people, it's a family tradition. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on Ivan Malott, the backpacker killer? He was an asshole, like the two of you. Well, the two on. of us. We haven't heard I have lives. been trying to maintain my dignity and well, kindness. Well, you lost you. that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I think when you started walking around in high heels, <laughs> yeah, your dignity went to the shitter. <laughs> okay, well, I've been Is trying it, to. Yeah, we haven't we haven't discussed that story yet, but the colonel. You had a you had you you were taking a bet, and you someone I we had a bet that you wouldn't wear high heels, and you wore them. At I work. won. Yeah, you did. I won the bet. And um, you were, um, uh, you were ostracized. I was me. ostracized in a manager's meeting for my lack of professionalism. Even though can't even imagine that. You know, you, you were self-identifying at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's wrong with these people, uh, Colonel? Any final thoughts on Ivan Malat? Uh, he was just your run-of-the-mill serial killer. He was weird. That movie's very scary. And the name of the movie again is Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. Yep. Uh, and it's based upon this story. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Brandy, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, Charles has all my shout-outs today. Okay. Uh, Charles? I got And, you know, I'm going to start with some new ones, Tim. Okay. Um, New people to New people. To the History Dweebs, the podcast group. And this is where we get to shout-out. I mean, we only know that you're listening from the the page. So, um, of course, I always, you know, I got to start with Tasha. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Because she just. Out there in California. Yeah. Very beautiful girl. Um, and then we're going to go to our new ones. We got Liz Evans. Thank you for listening, Lynn. Or Liz. Um, Kimberly, and I, I ain't even going to try. Kimberly Kamikaze. I don't think that's it. That's, she'll know who she is, and that's what she shall be called from henceforth. Uh, Kelsey Fro. Yeah, Kelsey, hi. Uh, we got another one with a crazy last name. We're just going to call her Nancy Palomino. Okay. Is that her name? Right. No, it's pretty close, though. Okay. Um, she's from Wichita, Kansas. Okay. Um, Tyra Jenkins. Um, Jason Dykes. And I'll leave that one alone. Oh, hi, Jason. Thanks for uh, joining us. Leslie Hagar. She's a new one. What's she in relation to Sammy? Um, I don't know. I wonder if she can drive 55, Timmy. I don't know. Um, let's see. Maggie Glover. Of course, Erica, we always got her. Angie Song, um, Katya, K.S. Douglas. Lisa Lawton's a new one. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa's been around for a while, her and Brian. Oh, have they? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um, but she just commented. It's the first time I saw okay. her comment. Okay. Matt Jablin um, and Rachel Bearden. Um, if they've been around, I've, but, I, you know, I miss things. Um, of course, Tara, Jeff Chestnut, Celine Cole, Chris, and Britt, Amber, of course. Shanda Rush. Chanda and Larry. And Angie uh, Song. I did Angie already. All right. Well, I didn't do Angie. 
there ain't no much chance in the future of me doing Angie either, but um, Continue, let's Colonel. see. Aaron, of course, Wentz, Francis, our lovely Irish lass, Miss Fitzgerald, another Irish lass. Very lovely lady. Denny, uh, Deborah Chapel. Um, let's see who else we got. Patty Wooten, Patty Wooten, daughter of the devil. Um, Stephanie, Olivia, of course, Sun Star, Brandy McBride. Larry? Larry Trujillo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got him with Chanda. Okay. Um, Heather Hall? Mm-hmm. Um, Heather Poole? Um, Karen Moorhead? Uh, how you doing out there, Karen? Lydia and Bree, of course. Melissa Bateman, Heather Poole, and of course we got the we got the group of Colonels ladies. Oh, uh, wait a we got Stephanie Quick. We got uh, Stephanie Quick, Mary Ray. Yeah, Mary Ray. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. No, and Jean Bond, 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 Jean Bond. Yeah, did you get Shonda, Larry, and mm-hmm. did you get Kimberly Kazmarisky Bassett? Yeah, that's that is Kimberly Kamikaze. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> yes. Kim Taylor. Kim Taylor. Brandy McBride. Teresa Slavens. Okay, keep going. No, I'm, I'm just saying. No, keep going. No, continue with your list, please. Um, Tommy Boomershine. Yeah, Tommy, that was a funny post he put up today. Um, and then I, well, because some of them, you know, these are these are, are what, what Fallon, I like. Fallon. Fallon. Well, I'm getting to her because okay. um, these are the ladies I like to call Charlie's Angels. They're on team. The Colonel's Angels. Oh, okay. Um, Tiffany, of course, um, the Tiffinator. Mm-hmm. Hope Bo has a good night tonight. Um, Jessica Williams. Mm-hmm. Nicola. Um, Allie. Shannon. Um, Fallon. Um, Sarah Spaghetti. Jim Burdick. Jennifer Burdick. Uh, Karen Barnes, Amanda Bocce Ball, and even though she threatened to kick my ass, Angie Coates. Okay. So tell me who I forgot. If I have left you Phyllis out. Phyllis Munson. Phyllis Munson, if I have left Christine you out. Christine Bourgeois. Okay. Celine Cole. I thought I got Celine Cole. Maybe you did. I'm just. Katya. I got Katya. All right. So if you have been passed over, Holmes, Big John, John Holmes, yeah, please just note on the Facebook page, hey Colonel, you missed me, John Cunningham. But let's not go with, hey Colonel, you asshole, you son of a bitch, (laughs) Uh, Ali, Colonel, you son of a bitch. How many times? If I get your name wrong, could you not call me names? Donna Curran. I thought I got Donna. Well, you may have. I'm just being extra cautious. Okay. Angela Copes. Love Angela. Yeah. John Cunningham. I just got Angela because right. she threatened me. Okay. We got Kim Taylor. Allie. Of course Charlie. we got Allie. Charlie. And Cindy Lou. You got Cindy Lou in the beginning, Gracie yes. Cindy Lou. Yes. She got to, She's a pirate. I wonder if people come up to her all the time and go, Arr, I want your booty. I don't know. We'll have to ask her that. Cindy, uh, let us know. Do people uh, come up to you and say, Arr, I like right. your booty because you Shannon got Shannon Russett. I got Shannon. She's right. one of Charlie's Angels. All right. We're done. Um, okay. Any final thoughts? No final thoughts for me. No. Lady Beverly and my mom. Well, 
course, we. I was finishing up my thing. No, you said I just said any final thoughts, Brandy. Any final thoughts? You lovely run. lady Beverly, Brandy has and to run. Daddy Scott, Brandy has to run. Brandy has to run. Give us your final thoughts of this episode. You guys are assholes. Okay, that's it. Is that that's unnecessary? Do you really need to resort to calling names? How many more shows do we have with you before? I don't know. I'm here next week. Okay, so we're gonna get try to get a couple. Still stay on the show. We're we're taking your stuff and quitting and going home. (laughs) We've got two more shows next week, and then we have a Halloween show that we've already recorded. So, and um, we only can post four more shows for the month of October. So it'll be this one and three more, and then November. When when will you be back? Uh, before Thanksgiving. Okay. About the week before. So the first part of November, first couple of weeks of November, the Colonel and I will have to do the podcast by ourselves. And imagine we will have nobody call yelling at us, calling us names. Wow, and we can do the more high level. And we can do some things that. Yeah, uh, kind of intellectually testing. Yes, well, with I words that that's going to be a low bar for the two of you. <laughs> with you know, and we can you know pronounce the words. Correctly. Yeah, we'll get the words. Yeah, and you know when you do the scripts, you can put. Yeah, I can more than four syllables. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can put yeah multiple syllables. That's fine because you know what. I'm going to come back and be fucking hot, and I won't need you motherfuckers anymore. We still need the show. We still need the show. You're nothing without the show, girl. Don't you ever. You're nothing without me and Timmy. Me and Timmy made you. Easy, Ike Turner. You are working as a waitress. Yeah, you are working yeah. as a waitress at a cocktail bar. Yeah, when you met us. When, yeah. You want to go back to where you was before? You, you, do you want yeah, to get into chew that? you up and spit yeah. you out. Yeah, we found you on the curb and brought you in, made you halfway famous, made you semi-famous. And you can be right back out on that curb. Yeah, because yeah, you know what? I mean, grumpy women with bad attitudes are a dime a dozen. We can give actually them. They are. Huh? Actually, they are. Actually, they are. Yeah, actually, they are. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Uh, Brandy, where can people find us? Find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two pages, the History Degrees page and... Our group page, where uh, all the folks we've mentioned here, to give shout-outs to, are on our group page. So please join us there. It's History Dweebs, the podcast group on Facebook. Where else can they find us, Brandy? Um, you can find us on iTunes. iTunes. Please leave us a review. I'd like to thank Flossy Pants for leaving us a positive review on uh, iTunes. Thank you very much. Uh, it's much appreciated. Where else can people find us? Uh, you can find us on Libsyn and Twitter. Yeah, we're at History Degrees 1 on Twitter. Um, Fat Boy Gardner, uh, he follows us there. And Karen Barnes follows us there. So if you haven't started following, I think, uh, Colonel, you're on Twitter now, right? I am. I just got on Twitter. It's I am Hawk Walters. Okay. At Hawk, at, at at Hawk Walters. Okay. And uh, any uh, anything else we got to do where we can get out here so Brandy can go to her doctor's appointment? No, let her go to a doctor's appointment. You know she's probably running. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Good day. Bye-bye.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 